0: You're listening to Letters to Jalisa: Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. <laughs> We are back. It's a new year. It is 2024, and I am so excited for what this year is going to bring for this podcast, in my life, in the lives of those around me, and even to you all who are tuning in today. This might be your first time, but I am excited for what the Lord has in store for you all, okay? It's going to be a great year. I say that this is the year of action. It's got to be like, don't talk about it, be about it. And that's exactly what this episode is even about. But before I even get into it, I just want to thank you all so much for still tuning in. Even after me being gone for as long as I've been gone, I just want to thank you so much for coming back and replaying it and sharing it and just being great supporters overall. Like I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But without further ado, let's get into episode number 13. Now, today's episode does not have a title yet, but I know by the grace of God that by the end of this recording that I will have a name for you all when I post this. It's going to come, but right now, I don't know what it is, but it's on its way. What I do know is, oh my goodness, like I have... This is a transparent moment. I've really been struggling with my words, what comes out of my mouth, how how I allow my faith to be shown through my actions. Like, how can I sit here and and preach to other people, minister to other people, the grace of God, God's mercy and just the blessings that I received over the years and continue to receive every day that I wake up yet there's still a part of me that is experiencing fear like fear of failure um fear of putting myself out there to be judged fear of putting myself out there to be compared and of course we all know that comparison is a thief of joy and I don't want my joy to be taken away but something that I have to realize and that I want everyone else out there to realize is that fear is something that you create. Everyone does not have the same fear. Some people are not afraid to die. Some people are not afraid of spiders. Some people are not afraid of dogs. Yet there are still people who are afraid of dogs who are afraid of death who are afraid of heights who are afraid of all of these different things but it's because fear was something that you created for yourself whatever you are fearful of is something that you have created that relationship with right but the thing that we forget is how fearful you could be if you're not careful with what comes out of your mouth Like, we just be tossing words in and out of here, just left and right. Words, boom, 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 boom. Do you, it's like, do you ever take the moment to think about what it is that is coming out of your mouth? And how powerful the things that are coming out of your mouth are? If I sit here today and say, oh my goodness, like, I'm afraid of cats. Cats are scary. Like, I don't trust cats. When I encounter a cat, you better believe that's how I'm going to act. But I told myself last year, um, I don't remember when it had to be sometime in early December. I said, you know what? No, not even December. I think this was maybe even late November. But I, I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm no longer going to be scared of cats. Like I don't fear cats. No, there's no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Because there are people out here who have cats in their house and they're not afraid. So I'm just creating this fear out of nowhere. But I have to I have to speak to my fear is what I was having to realize. Like there really is power in my tongue. And if I tell myself I'm not scared, if I tell myself that I'm going to be fine, if I continue to move as if I know that God's got me, then that's what the relationship now is going to be like when I am faced with whatever it is that I'm afraid of. So, long story short, I have been in close vicinities with cats over the last few months. And I can now be around a cat, pet a cat, play with a cat, and... There's no fear in my heart or in my mind associated to that creature anymore because I spoke to the fear. I say, you know what, God, I'm no longer going to be afraid anymore. That's that's not a thing. And that's what I want it to be like with every other thing that I might be fearful of. It's not always a tangible Thing that you're afraid of some people are afraid of what the future has in store but oh my god and me I am not afraid of what it is that God has in store for me because I know that it's gonna be for the best and I know that he's already seen ahead so if I just speak the things that I want if I just believe that the things that I want will happen if I know that the God that I serve is omnipresent if I know that he is all-knowing then I'm going to continue to move and receive the blessings that he has in store for me with grace and humility because it is something that was meant for me regardless you know what I'm saying so understanding how important words are and faith is and putting those things together just that that combo right there Oh my goodness. They say four plus four equals what? Eight. Exactly. And that's exactly what Elijah did in this story that I'm about to share with you. So first of all, a lot of people don't know the story of Elijah. I literally took a poll in one of my classes and I was like, how many of you all know the story of Elijah? And people are getting Elijah confused with Jacob and Elijah confused with Moses and all these different people and I'm like oh my goodness like let me go back and study Elijah so that I could put you all up on game and his story is pretty lengthy but for the sake of this segment I'm going to stick to the earlier parts of Elijah's story okay so just a little information on Elijah um where is he from he's from Tishbe in Gilead And when Elijah is brought to us in the Bible, he's just he comes as an adult. We don't know his parents. We don't know his brother, his sister, his cousin, none of that. We just know Elijah from this moment forward, which is in 1 Kings chapter 17. But I want to give you a little bit of background on what's going on during the time that Elijah comes so that you can get a better understanding of his purpose. So at this time... Israel was being ruled by King Ahab. He was a son of Omri and he was a husband to Jezebel. A lot of y'all know about Jezebel. That was a, a, a promiscuous girl, okay? But um, he was a son of Omri as well. And Omri just so happened to have been the king or the ruler over Israel prior to King Ahab. So it was like first the father, then Then his son comes later, and that's just kind of how it went. So King Ahab ended up building a temple and an altar for Baal or Baal, which was his god in Samaria. In First Kings chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three, it says, "Then he set up an Asherah pole, which is basically like a sacred tree used to worship the goddess of Canaanite, right?" and Um, Her primary role was like the mother goddess. I believe she was one of three. And um, it says that he did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. So just know that King Ahab, when he came, he came to destruct. Okay, he came to corrupt and destruct. And that's exactly what god did not like he was so displeased with this man he was like you know what gonna bring somebody into your life to shake some things up and that's exactly what ended up happening so in first kings chapter 17 elijah tells king ahab that as long as the god he serves lives there won't be a hint of any rain for the next few days until he says so and he says until i give word so Elijah already knows that there's power in his tongue. But how does he know that? And why is he so confident in being able to say, you know what? Y'all not going to have a lick of rain until I say so. It's because he heard from God. When you're moving with God and you know that it's him who's speaking, there isn't any fear. You don't have fear when you know what's promised. And you don't have fear when you know which direction to go because you're actually being obedient to the word of God. So Elijah is told by God to do a few things. He says, one, go east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Then the second thing he tells him to do is drink from the Kareth Brook and eat what the ravens bring because he, God, has commanded them to bring food. Now, if this was me today, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I, first of all, you're already... I already know that there's not going to be any rain for a long time. And you tell telling me to drink from this Jordan River. Okay. And now you're telling me that there are going to be some ravens that are going to bring me food? Like, I don't know. There's there's so many distractions in the world. this Like these days, that if you were to hear an instruction like that from God, questioning whether or not that is possible is very tempting but it doesn't say that elijah questioned how he was going to get his food where he was going to get his source of water none of that it's just god told him to do this he said go hide out this way go do this and that's what he did he believed that it was going to happen because he heard from god and so that's that's just how elijah moved and that's something that Oh, goodness gracious. That is just something that I love so much about Elijah in in this story in particular. So moving along, it says, as he's camping, right? The ravens brought him meat and bread in the morning and in the evening. So my man's was stocked up, okay? But since there wasn't any rain due to his prior speech to King Ahab, the brook dried up and he didn't have a source of water from it anymore. So what does God do? God says, you know what? Elijah, go to Zarephath. Okay. You're going to go there. You're going to live there. It's a small little village near the city of Sidon. And that's where you're going to go. While you're there, there will be a widow that I, God, have, has instructed to feed you. Okay. So God is already laying it out, giving this man instructions. All he has to do is follow suit. All he has to do is follow through. So when he gets there, he sees a widow gathering sticks. So he asks her for a cup of water. And as she's going to get it, <laughs> this man hollers out and brings some bread too. Okay, sir, how are you going to come to somebody's house? Okay, someone's village. You're asking for a cup of water, which is already you asking for too much because there's a drought that's going on and you already know about it. Cause you done drank from this brook and it didn't dried up on you. Now you come into this lady who's a widow to drink her source of water and then have the nerve to ask her for bread too. Okay. It didn't even say please, but Hey, Hey God said that he was going to drink and that he was going to be fed. And so he believed it. He was like, Hey, go give me some bread. But what he does is, is significant and is important because it's going to show this lady what God looks like when you follow Him or what your walk with God could look like when you follow Him. So, anyways, the lady is like, I swear to God that I don't have any bread i have a jar of flour a little cooking oil at the bottom of a jug and it's really only going to feed me and my son one last time because we're about to die and elijah responds by saying nah go ahead and whip up some bread for me first just a little and then whatever is left over you can use to feed you and your son because god of israel said and and i quote there will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did just that. And God's promise through Elijah was fulfilled. She always had enough to feed her and her son. But after some time, her son ends up getting sick and dies. And of course, she blames Elijah because it's like, where did you come from? Why are you even here? Like we was gonna die, but we was doing good, and now all of a sudden he, my son, dies. Like you're crazy. Like, basically, she felt like he might have come to point out her sins and to kill her son. Like he had some sort of hidden agenda. But Elisha was like, "Oh my goodness, give me that boy because there's no way, like no way that he's dead." And so he takes the boy up to his bed where he stayed, and he stretched um, his body over him three times, crying out to God. Why would you cause such tragedy in this lady's life when she gave me a place to stay? Please give him life again. And so God heard Elijah and he did just that. So Elijah takes the boy back downstairs alive. And the widow said, now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly speaks through you. Don't speak about the problem. Speak to the problem. When Elijah saw that there was a problem, what did he do? He spoke to it. When Elijah saw that there was a problem, what did he do? He went to God about it. When Elijah saw that there was a problem, he did not panic. He did what he knew he could in that time, which was pray, which was be obedient. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe it, it will be yours. Hello. It will be yours. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 in the New Living Translation, you know, my bestie, <laughs> it says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen for the things that we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. What you are going through right now, you better cast those up to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Let it go. Let go and let God. I've been listening to that song too. Every morning, let go and let God. Because if I... If I harbor on the things that I'm going through right now, I'm going to miss sight of the opportunities that are around me that I could be focusing more on because I cannot change what has already happened is what I'm getting from this. It says the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. The future is infinite. Like yes, we die, but so long as you are going to heaven, you're going to live forever. So that future right there, that that that's forever. That that's going on and on and on and on and you can't see that far. But what you are seeing right now, whatever it is that you're going through right now, whatever it is that you're afraid of in this moment, you can change your mind about Elijah knew that there wasn't going to be any water for a long time because God told him and so he spoke it out of his mouth and let King Ahab know look there's not going to be any water not a dew of rain for a few years and in that moment it doesn't say that Elijah freaked out and was like oh my goodness what am I going to do. Elijah waited for God to tell him what needed to be done. He said, go hide out. He got to hide out because, look, King Ahab and and Jezebel, they might just come and kill you. But also, I need you to hide out in a specific place because that's where your source of water is going to come from. And then you're going to get some food from these ravens. They're going to make sure that you're fed. And they did just that morning and night. Then he runs out of water again. Okay, and what does god do god says now i need you to go here and when you go here it might not look like there's much over there it might not look like that opportunity is for you but if you ask for it, it's gonna be yours and what does he do he goes there he asks the lady for some water as she's going to go get him water this man hollers out and and get me some bread too and, you know, sometimes I'll be wondering why I love carbs so much. But there are just so many times in the Bible when people are breaking bread. Like, come on nah, That's communion. But still, this man heard what this lady said that she she had which was the truth he saw with his eyes it was something that he saw right now it was something that she saw right now but oh god came through and he did what needed to be done he supplied her with as much food and as much water and as much oil as she needed to be able to feed her and her son until the plants were to grow again until there was going to be rain again. God made a way out of what looked like no way because what what happens right now is only going to last but for a moment. What I just said happened already. That's the past. But baby, the future of what it is that God is going to do for you in your life is is so much more bigger, so much more grand than what it is that you're dealing with right now. So my hope for all of us, and this is even for me too, is to be able to have a listening ear and an open heart to receive the blessings of the Lord that we do not see, even the things that we feel like we do not deserve because we know that we are heirs. We are inheriting something that is greater than what we have even prayed for or asked for god is good y'all when i get down and out which is it's not as often as it used to be but when it does happen i start to recognize it and something that i am working on doing again is going to the bible and just looking things up let me look up um I don't know. I'll be like, what does the Bible say about blah, 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 blah? Or what does the Bible say about loving yourself? What does the Bible say about fear? What does the Bible say about, and I just, I just look these things up and I look up these Bible plans as well, because I can't do this by myself. I can't do this by myself. I cannot live this life For me, and I can't live this life feeling like I can figure it all out by myself because it's hard. I'm human, I become overwhelmed. I know that I don't know everything, and I'm comfortable with not knowing everything because I know I still have faith, and I know that what it is that I'm supposed to know, I will know. But for right now, I don't have to try to obtain knowledge every single place because that's going to come with the journey and I love knowledge that comes from experience which is why I push for people hey if you don't believe this story if you don't believe this pick up the bible go read it for yourself I don't want to always be the one to tell people that this is what should happen because even for me I need to see it myself in the bible as well and then I move accordingly as you are listening to this, I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, open them back up. But I want you to think about what it is that you are looking for in this new year. Think about it. What do you want? And what do you feel like is standing in the way of what it is that you want? Because for me, the only thing standing in my way is me. This is the year of the amen. Amen. Meaning so be it. That's the period. That's the signature. That's the stamp. That's the closed envelope. You sealed the deal. Boom. That's yours. Is the year of the so be it. I'm the hill of the Lord. So be it. I am healthy, wealthy, and prosperous in the name of Jesus. So be it. I am fearfully and wonderfully made so be it words are important is the title of today's episode words are important let's pray Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up this morning, for giving us a new day to rejoice and be glad in. I pray, dear God, that our words, our words will show how glorious you really are, that our faith will be shown in our actions, that the things that we say will be things of courage, things of, of wisdom, things that come from you and not things that are meant to put anyone down around us. I pray that you surround us with an army of people who will be prayer warriors in our lives when we forget to do so for ourselves. God, I know that this is the year of action. I declare that this is the year of action. This is the year of so be it. This is the year that we receive the things that we have been fearful to ask for, the things that we need to do, the steps that we need to take in order for us to reach our purposes in life. Dear God, I pray that this year we will be saying amen to it all. Let us be vessels of your word. Let us be the examples in our own lives of what it is that you can do. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in your son's name we pray, amen. This is episode 13 of Letters to Julissa Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any situations or topics you need advice on or have a Bible story you want to know more about, Send a letter to LettersToJelisa at gmail.com. That is Letters T-O-J-E-L-I-S-S-A at gmail.com and I'll respond on my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out.